At photographycourse.net, you'll be able to swap your expertise with other photographers, make light instead of wishing for it, expand your portfolio, and receive feedback from professionals, all of which will develop your artistic eye. Photographycourse.net offers an abundance of premium courses and challenges for participants at every stage of their journey, from technical settings for portrait photography, to landscape composition tricks, to how to start your own photography business, we have everything you need to start shooting confidently. You can work at a pace that suits you. Our 52-week project challenge will provide you with the educational resources, encouragement, and support that you need to take great photographs every week. You can join us at any time as our themes are evergreen. You can also start by shooting every day and learning something new with our 365 Days of Photography course. Led by an industry expert who has mentored over 10,000 students, this course will help you take your photography skills to the next level with daily, bite-sized videos. Throughout the process of learning, you'll have access to a community that will provide you with inspiration and motivation. Get encouragement from other photographers every single day. Our current limited time offer comes with a special discount code exclusive to the listeners of this podcast. Get 50% off your first year as a premium member. Claim this discount by going to photographycourse.net and entering the coupon code PODCAST. Come join photographycourse.net and capture more than just a moment. Have you ever been interested in taking meaningful and eye-catching self-portraits? If so, our self-portrait photography indoors on a budget course is perfect for you. I'm actually the instructor and I'll be teaching you how to take really beautiful photographs of yourself indoors without investing in any other equipment. These lessons are all about making the most of what you have, experienced or not, and telling an authentic story. There are 30 video lessons that include quizzes, a community of photographers, random surprises, and much more. This is an incredible opportunity for you to improve your self-portrait photography skills and to impress everyone around you. I have a very special discount code just for our podcast listeners. We're offering a 50% discount code just for you. Use this code to claim your discount, Portrait50. Hello, everyone. My name is Taya, and I'm the host of Great Big Photography World podcast, where we interview notable photographers in the industry, give advice on a wide variety of topics, and provide tips for beginners and professionals alike. In this episode, I talk to Ainsley a very talented photographer from New Zealand who also happens to be a colleague of mine. Ainsley has been to over 40 countries, so as you can imagine, her travel photography portfolio is diverse and oh so beautiful. We talk about her travels, her volunteer work in Africa, and much more. Please enjoy. Hi Ainsley, welcome to the podcast. I'm so happy to have you here. Please introduce yourself to the listeners. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm super excited to chat photography with you. My name's Ainsley. I'm a documentary travel and portrait photographer. I'm currently based in New Zealand. I'm from New Zealand, but I spent about six years living um, overseas before all the borders closed. Um, yeah, so now I'm back in back in New Zealand. Very cool. And I really look forward to finding out more about you and your work because you've been to so many countries and you have such an interesting and diverse portfolio that I feel like you have a lot of stories to share. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I definitely fit in a lot in those six years overseas, that's for sure. 
Yeah, no, I can imagine. Yeah. And what camera equipment do you use? Um, so I am a Nikon shooter. So I've got two Nikons. Um, one's a full frame, one's a crop sensor, which was sort of my original camera. Um, and then my go-to lens that I always use is a 35mm prime lens. Um, and then I recently just brought a really beautiful wide Sigma art lens as well. And then I've just got my mum's old um, Canon AE1 film camera up and running as well. So I've been really enjoying playing around with that and getting back into some old school film photography. Very cool. And I know that a lot of people who are into travel photography worry about the gear that they use because they want to capture everything authentically and quickly as well. And they don't want to carry around heavy equipment. So. Are there any tips you could give to those people in terms of camera equipment? Like what is the best lens in your opinion for travel photography? Um, well, I think it's probably for me the 35 mm mm-hmm. um, It's just, I mean, it's so sharp and fast and always takes beautiful photos and it's light and small and, yeah, and pretty versatile. So that's probably my the one that I would always, always have with me. And then depending on where I was going I would maybe um chuck in a different lens as well so yeah you just sort of have to plan ahead a little bit for that yeah yeah I agree with you the 35 millimeter especially with the full frame camera yes yeah that's quite something (laughs) it's a great combination you've been to over 40 countries which is incredible kind of mind-blowing actually (laughs) I imagine that each country inspired you in one way or another how has traveling affected the way you work as a photographer um, I think it's just mainly affected who I am as a person. <laughs> um, I mean, it's just, it opens your mind up to so many more possibilities and it's a really good way of helping you to connect to people from all different backgrounds, um, which I guess as a photographer makes you a lot more approachable and especially if you're working with people, it, it really helps with that side of things. And then creativity-wise, I mean, you're just so inspired. Every country you go to has a unique style, whether it's an architecture or art or history or fashion. There's just so many different aspects. And it's just, it's almost overwhelming sometimes because there's so many things that you want to shoot. And it definitely helps to get the creative juices flowing, I think. That's one of the reasons I love to travel so much. Absolutely. Yeah, I can imagine seeing so many new places and meeting new people, of course, that's going to inspire you in all kinds of ways. And now that we're in a pandemic and you have to stay indoors now, do you feel like your creativity is changing? I mean, obviously it is, but how are you trying to nurture it during this time when you can't travel? Yeah, I think it's definitely um, been a challenge. Like the first lockdown that we had in New Zealand was uh, I think it was six or seven weeks and um, we couldn't do anything like we were at home the whole time and um, I started every Friday sort of just doing self-portraits and doing ridiculously fancy photo shoots because I just needed an outlet um, to do something creative Mm. Um, and then since then realizing that I couldn't travel anymore I sort of started to look at what else I liked doing um that I could do in New Zealand and so now I sort of started focusing more on the portrait side of things as opposed to 
the travel photography, which was my main sort of interest, I guess, before all of this happened. So it's definitely sort of pushed me in a, in a new direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe that's a good thing. I mean, obviously, it's difficult what we're going through right now. But when we are challenged and we have to work with what we have, even if we don't want to necessarily, I think that can help us grow as photographers. So it's good that you found a way around the situation and found ways to still be creative. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think, yeah, putting pressure on people is is how they grow and they adapt because otherwise, if everything's all smooth and easy, you just keep doing the same thing over and over again. So, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And in your life as a photographer, what has been the biggest obstacle that you've had to overcome that really put pressure on you and made you grow? Oh, I think, um, especially in the beginning, it's finances. <laughs> and even still now, actually, it's still a big problem. Um, but just not having the the gear that you want or um, comparing your camera to other photographers' cameras and theirs is more fancy and has all the bells and whistles. Um, and you just, when I was starting out, you just had to work with whatever you've got in your hand. And I mean, that's what they say, right? It's like the best camera you have is the one that's in your hand. And, yeah. and I so think that it's true. Like it doesn't really matter what gear you've got. Um, it's just knowing how to use it and what to photograph. Absolutely. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I mean, I struggled with this a lot when I first started. I remember (laughs) comparing my very simple, like super simple camera to professional photographers' cameras and thinking, Mm. gosh, that stuff is so expensive. I wish I could have it. I could never take good photos. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's a struggle, but it's important to remember that it's, uh, it's important to have the right equipment, but it's also important to be able to make the most of what you have. Yeah, definitely. Like, you can't let it stop you from creating beautiful photos. Absolutely. You specialize in a variety of genres, including portrait, documentary, and travel photography. And you take stunning photographs no matter what or who your subject is, which I think is very difficult to achieve. So (laughs) a lot of people want to create that look in their portfolios. They want their portfolios to be diverse. And I think it takes a lot of work. And you have a separate blog where you talk about your travel adventures. And I just, I'm curious to know how you balance all of these different roles in your life. (laughs) Um, I spend a lot of time on the computer (laughs) and on social media and on my camera. Um, I think, I think it's for me, it's just, it's something that just makes me happy. So I have to do it. I, I couldn't see myself just doing one genre or one type of thing constantly. Um, so it's just, it's something that sort of feeds me, I guess, cause I can switch from one to the other and yeah, everything sort of stays fresh and lots of variety, you know, it's the spice of life and yeah, I don't know. I just, it's definitely is difficult to balance it all. And sometimes I, I wish that I could just like consign things a little bit more, but I don't think I ever will. <laughs> I've tried. I've tried to sort of put things, narrow things down and it's just, it's just never worked. So I just gave up and now I've got three different Instagram accounts and three different websites and oh, <laughs> it's goodness. all over the show. <laughs> wow. Yeah. You're on so many different platforms. Yeah. I mean, sure. It is a lot of work, but if that's what keeps you feeling creative and excited about life, then it's the right path for you. Some people are 
definitely not into that. They don't like being on social media a lot. But others thrive because of it. So yeah, the yeah. fact that you're doing what works for you is very good. Yeah, yeah. I think you just have to realize you have to stop fighting it at a certain stage and be like, well, this is who I am. <laughs> yeah, just embrace yourself as you yeah. are. Yeah. Photographycourse.net is a place where you can find an abundance of photography inspiration in different forms like premium courses, articles, video tutorials, editing resources, and much more. We have a thriving community where you can meet new people, receive constructive criticism, and discover new ideas every single day. Here is a message from one of our top community members, Robert Morton. Hi, my name is Rob. I specialize in wildlife photography and landscape photography. I'm a member of photographycourse.net online community. I like the community because you get some fantastic ideas and some great feedback. So take your photography to the next level by clicking the link in the description. That's what I did and I haven't looked back. If you want to join our online community, go to photographycourse.net and enter the coupon code PODCAST to get 50% of your first year as a premium member. On your website, you mentioned that you approach your work with the eye of a documentary photographer and edit as a fine art photographer. A lot of people want to create that unique fine art feel in their work. Do you have any editing advice for those who are interested in achieving this? Um, I mean, I do I do feel like I keep my editing pretty simple. Um, it really is about the lighting, the tones, the colors, and just making sure they match the subject or complement the subject. I don't do a lot of like heavy Photoshop. I don't like altering the image too much. So I, I try to keep things sort of as natural as possible, but also just looking really sort of clean and professional. And yeah, yeah, just don't go over the top, <laughs> I think is my go-to. Our 365 Days of Photography course is an amazing opportunity for you to grow as a photographer. My teammate, Kevin LJ has produced this course in a step-by-step format, which is very easy to follow. The course is presented in bite-sized lessons, each with a practical challenge. You'll learn and practice a new aspect of photography every single day. Each lesson is around five minutes long, and you can spend as much time on the challenges as you like. There's also a friendly forum where you can share the photos you take and get constructive feedback from others in the course. Kevin's professional photography experience is extensive. He covers not only photography essentials, but also many genres of photography throughout the course. You will learn far more about photography than simply how to use your camera. For our listeners, we're offering a very special discounted price of $199. The final price will soon be $365, so make sure to take advantage of this great deal today. Yeah, I think with fine art photos, they can be very heavily photoshopped. Like Mm -hmm. I feel like some conceptual photographs are also fine art in a sense but then there are others that are clean as you said that's a, the perfect word to describe them just clean you know there yeah some blemishes have been removed if it's a portrait or certain distractions have been removed but it's still very clean and you can see that it has that natural authentic look to it yeah yeah quite subtle i guess yeah yeah subtle is the word clean and subtle Your portrait photos revolve around empowerment and body positivity. This is something people struggle with in general, and it's great that you are highlighting this and trying to make people feel better about themselves through your work. How do you make your models feel empowered in front of the camera? 
Oh, um, I think, I mean, for me, a lot of that comes um, before they even get in front of the camera. So it's a lot of, um, like, I share a lot of really diverse bodies. I just try and normalize all different types of bodies and clients and definitely try and show that, like, anybody can can be a model, basically. Um, and then I also am a little bit more where I sort of expose myself as well. So I talk about my own body issues and things that make me feel good and things that don't make me feel good. Um, and then once the clients uh, have booked, like they're, they're feeling like that's something that they want to do, um, I really just try and make the photo shoots fun. Like I don't put any pressure on people to do anything they don't want to do or pose in a way that makes them feel uncomfortable. Or It's all just about making it really lighthearted and um just accepting that that that's what your body looks like and that's totally normal um and then just being really encouraging of them during the shoot as well and if, if I take a photo that's like stunningly beautiful I'll show it to them and be like this is what you look like look how beautiful you are and and they're always like oh my god I can't believe that's me so it's this really nice sort of interaction and then that spurs them on and they get a little bit more brave and they get a little bit more confident and yeah, I I love it. It's such such an awesome like it's empowering for me as well to do those photos. It's just it's great. Yeah, I can totally understand that. And it's great that you're their hype man, basically, just saying, Yeah, yeah you go you, you're gorgeous, you're amazing. That's yeah, incredible. I call yeah. me and my friends call each other the hype dealers because that's that's our thing. We just always try and hype people up <laughs> like that. That's amazing. That's a good name to have hype dealers. Yeah. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah, I, I think with models especially, you can't just come to a shoot and ask them to pose without getting to know them first. Yes. Yeah. yeah, definitely. It's such an important part of the process because there's nothing worse than having someone who's visibly uncomfortable in front of you, not doing yeah. else. Yeah, yeah. You're not doing your job as a photographer. I mean, every photographer has their own approach. Some people want their models to feel uncomfortable but yes, that's true that's true yeah yeah but I think if you're aiming to empower your model then that's definitely yeah. not what should be <laughs> that's so, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's great that you have this approach and it really shows in your work I was looking at your photos on Instagram the other day and all of your models are happy and joyful in their pictures and it's so nice to see that it's so nice to see that authenticity it's not just forced or it's a forced pose or it's very candid and it yeah Mm. tell that they're happy Mm, yeah yeah I, I love that yeah thank you your documentary work often focuses on meaningful causes in rural areas of the world you volunteer in these places and strive to highlight the joys and the struggles of the people living in those places if someone wants to volunteer as a photographer in another country, what should they do? Um, I think, I mean, especially at the mo- at the moment, it's probably important to focus a little bit closer to home. Um, mm-hmm. So if there's any uh, organizations that you're passionate about um, locally, it's a really good place. Um, I mean, not only to, to shoot and to get involved, but to build, build up a portfolio so that when you are ready to take the next step or when the world sort of returns to normal again, um, you've got a good portfolio behind you and that way you can send that to the NGO or the organization that you want to work with and they know that you're serious, they know that you are um, got experience, they know that you're 
sensitive. Um, I think that's, yeah, it's probably the best bet. So making sure you've got a good body of work, you have experience within yourself that you're confident working in these um, environments. And then, yeah, I think it's just a matter of um, contacting the organization directly and sending them your portfolio and suggesting what you can offer for them. Um, Because there's there's a high chance they probably won't have a budget. So it's going to be up to you to make it work, really. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's really good advice. And it's important to be realistic when it comes to these things. Obviously, you're going to be helping people and you're not in it for the money. So you need to be prepared. And as you said, you need to have a solid portfolio. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And what initially inspired you to start volunteering as a photographer? It wasn't actually the first time I wasn't necessarily doing it as a photographer. I went over to Ghana to work in an orphanage um, Mm -hmm. and I had my camera with me and there were just so many wonderful moments um, that I wanted to capture and um, the organization ended up using them for their publicity and because they were just like great happy shots. They weren't trying to take advantage or there was no sort of ill meaning behind them like a lot of those sort of charity photos are they were just like kids being kids enjoying themselves and there was one shot of one crying because he had a temper tantrum about his food and it was just like really normal everyday lives of happy kids really um and I loved that and so I sort of just kept going with it and um just worked a lot on the causes that were important to me and yeah yeah fell into it I guess yeah that's a beautiful thing and I think that's been a humbling experience as well for you because in these rural rural areas social media isn't really a thing you know technology isn't a thing I think you mentioned this in one of your blog posts uh, that was related to volunteering and I found that very inspiring because being in a place like that with people who are truly happy and they make the most of what they have must be very eye-opening for us folks who are used to social media and using our cameras all the time and things like that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's just, it's just, it's a slower pace of life, especially when you're in those like remote villages. Um, and it does, you just feel a, a lot more connected to yourself, I think, um, without all the, the distractions. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we all need a break, I think, from technology to really feel like ourselves. Yeah. Okay, Ainsley, my last question for you is what is the one thing you'd like to achieve in this great big photography world? Ooh, um, so many things. (laughs) Um, I mean, I think the biggest thing for me is using the photography for good. Um, I just want to keep using it in a way that either makes people feel good about themselves or has some sort of positive environment on society or on the world and I mean aside from that I would be very happy if I am one day an old lady and have a wall full of beautiful photos from around the world I think that's probably the the end goal (laughs) a very beautiful end goal and I think you'll achieve it because you've been to so many countries already you already have a solid portfolio that you should be proud of and you've already volunteered and done all these things. So I think that you're on the right track for sure. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I'm just I'm just patiently waiting for for things to sort of return to what they were <laughs> or a new, yeah. new normal, I guess. 
Yes, yes. I hope things improve very soon so that we can all have more opportunities to travel and take photos because that's also very important for us creatives and for people yeah. in general. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Ainsley, thank you so much for being on this podcast with me. I had so much fun finding out about your work and I'm sure the listeners did as well. And I wish you all the best with your future endeavors. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. Great Big Photography World wouldn't be what it is without our incredible listeners. We're grateful for the time you take to listen to other photographers' stories and share your feedback with us. If you'd like to help us keep this podcast running smoothly, you can become a member on our website. In return for your help, we'll provide you with all kinds of exciting perks. Go to greatbigphotographyworld.com. There's a link to it in the show notes. I had so much fun finding out about Ainsley and her beautiful work. I like the way she works with her models and also the way she approaches travel photography. I hope that her story inspired you to get into travel photography or just go out in your local area and take some beautiful pictures. See you next week. There's a simple reason why PhotographyCourse.net is the highest rated photography community in the world. It's because the people who use it made it that way. Why not join us right now? Improve your skills, get exposure, and discover an exciting new world of photography. While you're at it, claim your special discount code by going to photographycourse.net and entering the coupon code PODCAST to get 50% off your first year as a premium member.